0: Welcome back to the Trifecta Soft Podcast. I'm your host E Rock. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button if you haven't already, so you never miss another podcast. Also, do me a favor: go on to whatever podcast app you listen to us on and give us a rating and review. That really helps us rank in the searches. Thank you so much. Let's get into the podcast. Anyway, welcome again. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's cool to have you on. I, um, I just found out about you from, uh, Ivy. uh yeah, from Ivy. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I played with her on uh, FTW for a little bit.
0: Okay. You guys play it, Uh, you played at the same field, like at GE or something. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty cool. Oh, and yeah. where are you,
1: you based?
0: I'm in South Carolina.
1: Oh, okay. It's so relatively close.
0: Yeah. I'm not far from you guys. So, uh, I've actually been, oh Jesus, look at my fucking, hold on a second. My damn camera's all screwed up. <laughs> oh, I know why. Cause I was, uh, the uh, podcast I did Saturday night, I was taking my camera off, showing the, showing some stuff anyway. Uh, so yeah, uh, I've actually been to uh, SS airsoft, which is not far from you guys. But, um, and then she was saying she's about 45 minutes away from Atlanta. And I had never heard of GE, but uh, I guess that's closer to you guys than like Power Ops or, or SS. Yeah,
1: I mean for me GE and SS are about the same, but Power yeah. Ops is an hour or so.
0: Okay. Did you uh grow up in Flor or in uh, Georgia? Is that what you Yeah. Yeah. The first sorry. What's the that? first Go
1: ahead. book laid out was actually SS. Oh, I was really? like, yeah, at, like nine, I think.
0: Oh shit. I, uh, you were nine years old?
1: Yeah, I had some older stepbrothers that played. And I was like, oh, damn, okay. that's cool. So.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah, that's uh that's young to get into it for sure. Hell yeah. Now did you uh did you play did you like it right when you you know when you first went?
1: Yeah. I, I thought it was really fun. Like I wasn't very good, but yeah. getting into it was uh it was a blast.
0: Yeah, nobody's good when they first start. You know, it's a, it's a process.
1: Yeah. A Especially
0: lot of when th- you're young.
1: Mm-hmm. And I don't think I had like anyone with me either.
0: Mm. Yeah. That really helps. One of the guys I talked to in Japan, he said, um, like he's really big into airsoft. He's got a big YouTube channel actually for airsoft. And, um, his, uh, YouTube channel is made mm-hmm. And, uh, he said uh the first time he went he went by himself and um he was an adult but uh i said well how did you like it when he first went he said i hated it because i got my ass kicked um n- nobody talked to me you know they were all kind of in their own groups and stuff they were like experienced players and stuff yeah. and i guess they were pretty serious at that field like almost tournament style you know mm-hmm. so uh nobody really Welcome to me. So he came back and said, told his friend that got him into it. Uh, I don't think I'm gonna play, man. I'm gonna return this gun. Like I don't even want to play anymore. And uh, so he just kind of forgot about it for a few weeks, and then went, found another field. Indoor, most of them are indoor over there, and uh, went to that. And it was totally different atmosphere. Said everybody yeah. was, you know, yeah, welcome, you know, talk to him, and hey, here try this or do this, you know, kind of help it out.
1: Mm-hmm. And then he
0: was hooked after that. So yeah,
1: like uh, and GE, it's, it's more like a family than, um, than anything.
0: That's cool. It's good to hear, you know, I just saw a post. Um, I mean, there's most of most everyone I've talked with. That's the experience they've had it is a positive one. And mm-hmm. you know, most of the fields they've gone to and most fields are from what I understand, most fields are like that, but, uh, The, uh, somebody I've talked with on here, um, I can't remember who it is. Somebody just posted today about, uh, like a video of two guys going full auto at each other, you know, like 10 feet away because they were pissed off. And (laughs) the one guy just taking it, you know, using his gun as a bat to try to hit him with it. And, um, the post was like. You know, this is the most, like the worst field that they've ever been to. Like, there were no refs on the field. They were all out in the lobby, just hanging out, bullshitting or whatever. They didn't care about what was going on in there. Yeah. So, I guess this atmosphere was like that kind of stuff was happening the whole time. Mm-hmm. So, somewhere in Florida. But uh, I was like, man, that's really unusual because most of the time, I mean, you'll have cheaters, obviously, you know, and people oh, yeah. that lose their temper. But uh, as far as the field goes, usually most fields are pretty, pretty decent, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, personally, if you just if you allow if you own a field and you allow that to happen, it just seems like a lawsuit or something bad waiting to happen. Right.
0: I mean, I can't imagine, bro. Like, what you know, if you get hit in the head with a with one of these, you know. Yeah, with a gun. Guns, yeah, that are like kind of full metal, you know pretty heavy or something (laughs) do some damage for sure now have you um have you ever played outdoor do you play mostly indoor or outdoor what do you like
1: uh i've played mostly indoor i have gone outdoor a little bit i played a team airsoft have you heard of that
0: i've heard of it but i'm not is that that's in georgia
1: yeah it's um a giant field like a a couple hundred acres i think outside holy shit! Okay. big groups there's like a pond and just a bunch of woods that's pretty cool oh
0: that's cool see that's how i played paintball we um we played we we rarely played on an actual field like a speedball mm-hmm. thing this is years and years ago and um most of the time we played it was uh at my buddy's property where you know it was like 11 acres just all woods so we had a lot of freedom and it was, you know, we just do whatever we want, but, uh, I didn't really play. In fact, i never played indoor. There's not a whole lot of indoor paintball fields. Yeah. Most of the time they're outdoor because of the mess.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> this shit's so messy. There,
1: well, there's one field, was it lone wolf Paintball? I think, I don't know. One of them does indoor b-ball. Really? Very oh, small shit. field though.
0: But, oh my God. That'd be such a mess.
1: Yeah.
0: Like it's on much. the floor and
1: stuff. They got turf in it. And then just the regular people uh, bonkers. But gotcha. I mean, if I were to play paintball, that'd be pretty fun playing doors.
0: Yeah. I was going to ask you, have you ever tried it?
1: No, I, I there's a couple of points where I've been like, dang, like I really want to play paintball, but it's just, it's, it's so expensive.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it is. Well, especially when you're already spending money on you know airsoft gear.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So what uh, do you run? What kind of gear do you run now? Or what what was your first airsoft gun you ever bought?
1: When I like the when I started playing, like my my dad was like, "Okay, you're into this. Like, I'll get you a gun." He ended up. I got a G and G CM16 Raider. So like oh, your your average AEG yeah it' really nice to get it when you first started playing like I had a springer, of course, but to get like an actual g and g I was like, dang that's crazy,
0: right, yeah, those are nice we had a we had a couple of those we got in uh mystery boxes, and mm-hmm. uh, one of our buddies bought one as well um yeah, those are nice the and then my son bought a uh a r p nine and oh, we've always do- had really good you know Really good results from any G&G gun that we've had. They were always, yeah. you know, they're, G&G they're great. Yeah. They're good to start out with too.
1: For sure. Yeah. Super reliable. And they're just like a great platform for upgrading.
0: Mm-hmm. That's what I've heard now. The two that we had, the CM-16s and then the, the ARP-9. I don't think he upgraded any of the internals. Um, I'm looking at them on the wall. That's why I'm looking up. Uh, He just put a bunch of stuff on the outside. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So, you know, just attachments and shit. So, But uh, we love that thing. It's hard for him. My son that bought it, he's like 6'1 and 320 pounds. So he's a huge guy. Uh, You know, he played football in high school. You know, he's a lineman. So he buys this. uh, Have you ever seen the ARP 9s?
1: Yeah, I had one.
0: Did you? Okay. So you know how (laughs) he looks so funny. When he's all geared up and he's trying to hold this thing, it's like, you know, it looks like a mini gun or a, you know, oh, not yeah. a mini gun, but a tiny gun, uh, when he's holding it. So, um, he didn't really use it much. He used it, uh, a couple times, like for indoor and he would really just use it like a pistol. He would just hold it like this.
1: Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> shoot it. Oh, yeah.
1: Very cool. Right now I have, a a G and G, um, an SRS, and then I put a Polish star in it, a jack, and then nice. I just played a bunch of external stuff and okay.
0: bits. We'll be right back. This episode is sponsored by Skirmish, the future of airsoft gameplay management. Are you ready to take airsoft to the next level? Skirmish's innovative gameplay solution keeps players and spectators engaged with real-time updates. Capture objectives, detonate targets, medic, and more at Skirmish-enabled fields. Skirmish tracks every action so you don't have to. Review past games, action by action, and follow your progress in national rankings. Phones are not required. If you want to find out more, head to skirmish.net. And check out episode 157 of this podcast where I talk with the owner of Skirmish about how it started and how it works. Stay connected, my friends. right that's nice is that your main right now is that you use most time
1: yeah and then i have aap with a couple internal upgrades and a primary adapter
0: nice yeah those are nice yeah we uh the first time we tried one out the aap once it was the first time they came out it was like the first run and Mm -hmm. um they were they had an issue with the trigger something or no the hammer some kind of hammer fixture in there breaking when it would go, you know, when you'd use it on burst or full auto, you know, if you were full auto or whatever. So we didn't actually buy it. It was a friend of ours that lives close. He, uh, well, we became friends. He actually was a viewer of our channel, like followed our channel when we first started and um, we found out, uh, you know, he was, he lives like 20 minutes away from us. So he's actually been in a handful of videos Cause he would get a new gun or a new you know whatever and come over and hey be like hey you wanna you know do a review on this gun I was like hell yeah bring it over you know yeah so the the APO one he dropped off uh, he he dropped it off for me while I was at work so I was working fairly you know close to his area and um, so we brought it home and he goes hey just so you know there these things have an, an issue with the hammer thing whatever so if it mm-hmm. breaks it's fine. So in the video, we're, when uh, we were testing it, it was it broke. And yeah, I said, was- in the video, I was like, sorry, Todd, I <laughs> we'll have to do something to try to find one. Well, we could not, we tried to replace it, you know, try to find the part for it. But it was, mm-hmm. uh, we couldn't, it was sold out everywhere because I guess it was such a common issue. So yeah. he ended up getting like a stainless steel one or whatever. Um,
1: it, uh, did it break in full auto? Yeah. So my
0: son was, uh, yeah, he was, so we did the, you know, the test on it and then, uh, like single, you know, semi-auto and then, um, just see like, you know, chrono and all that stuff and see how, how uh, straight it would shoot. And then, uh, he's like, well, let's try the full auto feature, but I'll just do some bursts, you know, just, Mm -hmm. you know, um, a couple round bursts, whatever. So like the third time he pulled the trigger. Uh, it just, it stayed on full auto and emptied the mag. (laughs) So, and then when you, we were like, what the fuck? So we, uh, we put a new mag in it. And as soon as you put a new mag in it and cocked it, it would just go like, like full, like we didn't know that was going to happen. And no, you know, my son, luckily my son was using it and you know, I raised them, like taught them how to shoot guns. Mm -hmm. So anytime we handle a weapon, we're, we're always pointing it. When when the mag goes in, you're pointing it in a safe direction. Whether you know, even the airsoft gun. So, uh, luckily, once he pulled it, you know, pulled the hammer back, it was, you know, pointed in a safe direction. But it dumped the mag again. Like he couldn't stop it. (laughs) So, uh, we did it a third time, and it it started doing it. He just dropped the mag halfway through. So, we said, well, uh, we broke your gun, Todd. Um, So I don't know, but yeah, it was. yeah, the I love the the style of them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I didn't really like the look, to be honest, like how they yeah. looked.
1: I didn't like it either, but yeah, I mean the performance.
0: Yeah, but I love how the uh, just the back moves, like as far yeah. as cycles, you know, like the whole slide doesn't have to move. It's very gas efficient.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, if you're using green gas, or whatever. So uh, I did like that part of it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I had I had a high capital before. And it's just like constantly breaking. I buy a new piece. It breaks. I buy another piece. And it's just, it was a cycle. And I was like, I can't keep doing this. And I just sold it.
0: I i don't understand the hype with high kappas.
1: Neither do I, honestly.
0: Like, like every every single person I've talked to so far yeah. that has dealt with a high kappa and uses a high kappa, they, they break. All mm-hmm. of them break. Every single one.
1: Yeah, it's like you have to dump a big sum, like a couple hundred, maybe even a thousand, and right. then you're like set. But if you don't do that, you're, it's just going to break.
0: It's such a – I guess I never – I just – I can't understand why a lot of airsofters are okay with that kind of shitty quality. Exactly. Like when you spend, cause when, the, when these guys, so I didn't know, um, I didn't know anything about airsoft. Um, so I, you know, I got into it because my sons, uh, you know, started playing just like three or four years ago and, uh, I was coming out of an illness. So I started the YouTube channel and I need something to do kind of thing. So, uh, I was like, what airsoft? I didn't, I had no clue. So when they started getting into it and they would buy a gun and it would break, and I start, I was working on their guns for them. I would take the gearboxes apart and shit, and uh, I'm watching videos on how to do this stuff. Well, anyway, um, they would get a gun and take it out one day, and it would break. And I'm like, what the fuck? And they're like, oh, it's only a we expected it to break the first time because it's only a $250 gun. I'm like, 250 bucks, bro? You can buy a real steel pistol like a for real, uh, you know, nine millimeter pistol for 250 bucks and the thing will never break its whole life. Mm-hmm. You buy airsoft gun for 250 and you, you expect it to break, I don't get it. Like they were so ever all everyone I've talked to, it, they're so accepting of airsoft guns breaking.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going,
0: Why? Why? Like, don't stop buying this stuff and start putting reviews you know, shaded reviews on this stuff and they'll start getting better.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, Like, um, uh, for the most part, besides like the high kappa, all of my guns have been working good. And then when they, if like when my, my jack got messed up, cause I had it for like three years, I gave it to my tech buddy, gave him like 150 bucks to fix it. And then it's going to be good for another couple of years.
0: Oh, that's good. Especially if you use it a lot, you
1: know, yeah, like I've always been worrying about what I do with my guns and how I treat them, because I'm not trying to drop a couple hundred every month.
0: No, it's ridiculous. When I uh, I talked to uh, there was somebody I talked to the like when I first started doing these podcasts, um, like reaching out to a lot of different people, uh, like over a year ago, I guess about a year ago, and um, I remember the first person I talked to, excuse me, that said. Oh, uh I probably got about ten thousand dollars into uh airsoft gear. Yes, I said, what? <laughs> I mean it totally blew me away because I'm I've never really had a hobby. Uh after you know, when when after I got in the military we started a family. I never really mm-hmm. had a hobby besides video gaming. Yeah. That uh like I wasn't into golf, I wasn't into I don't know, I was into guns. But once ammo started getting expensive, I'm like, well, I'm, I'm going to stop shooting. I already know how to shoot. I mean, I have fun shooting it, but I'm not dumping, you know, 300 bucks every time I'm going to go shoot, uh, mm-hmm. you know, for ammo. So um, I never really had a hobby that I had to put a lot of money into. So when he said that, I mean, I was like floored. And then I started talking to more people. They're like, yeah, I got about three or four grand into Airsoft. I'm like, huh. What is going on? Holy shit. Like all these people it's uh you know the airsoft uh gear is they're it's out of control. And now with um you know the milsim stuff mm-hmm. they do uh you know the night games the nods, the night vision stuff. Yeah. Is very expensive.
1: Mhm. Yeah. You know, there's just- some guys down in Georgia, they go to like a CQB field with their night vision everything. And then they'll be like, stop flashing your flashlights because it it messes with their night vision. It's like, if you're playing CQB with your, like, real steel stuff, then just don't complain.
0: Right. Well, listen, when these guys go to Milsims, uh, you know, on the night game, there's it's kind of split down the middle. There's guys that wear the nods, and -hmm. then there's guys that are against them. Like, not really against them, but they're like, I'm not spending that much on night vision. And it's kind of useless. Uh, you know, it does help, but yeah. if you use a bright flashlight, now it does give away your position, but you can blind the shit out of them. And so exactly. I've talked to a couple guys that are like, uh, no, we blind the hell out of them. Um, so, okay. you know, it's, uh, <laughs> but if you're just, if nobody has a flashlight to shine on them, then yeah, you're, you're easy, you know, easy targets for sure. The one guy I talked to, said, um, so for night vision, I asked him about night vision. And he's like, well, for night vision, you know, for nighttime play, um, there's guys that have night vision and then there's targets and that's it. Because <laughs> the guys, people that don't have night vision uh, really have, you know, have a hard time Yeah, you know, finding the, you know, against people with night vision.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, I never understood the whole like, oh, I have to get the same kit and tan and multi-cam and woodland and all this stuff. It's like, if you have a setup for CQB and you have a setup for like Milsim, unless you're doing like Milsim West where you have to have, there's no reason to be getting like seven different outfits.
0: Yeah. So the, so the Milsims, um, this is mostly, well, this is really all that these guys have gone to. So Mm -hmm. they do, um, uh, they've gone to third coast airsoft. So in South Carolina, GTI, that's where a lot of the uh, MilSIMs are that they've been to. They've been there like eight times. I've been there twice. And, um, you know, it just does uh, press pass, like taking pictures. Yeah. And um, so the MilSIMs, they have specific uniform requirements so that you can tell who's the enemy, basically. Yeah. So, uh, but as far as the, uh, and, and that's it. Like you don't have, there's no, it's just, hey, you have to wear this kind of camo. And then the other team has to wear this kind of camo. But um, so you can't run all black because that's what the admins wear. Like the refs Mm -hmm. on the field for mil sims, but, um, but they'll go like, these guys get ready for mil sims. They'll, they'll be getting real steel or military, you know, the high end stuff. Cry. Yeah. When they don't have to. I stick
1: like the Walmart Wranglers. I'll block those. But I mean, if you just, I mean, the BDUs I get changing colors, but like, if you're getting like multiple different chess rigs, play carriers, it just oh, in yeah. different colors, and they're the same thing, there's not that big of a reason to.
0: Yeah. Well, that it's, uh, so what I found out is, you know, MILSIM, obviously, there's a lot of expense with gear, mm-hmm. clothing, and gear. And then, um, for, indoor players like Speedsoft or, or CQB, mm-hmm. it's the, uh, the high kappas. like, they're constantly dumping money into their high cap So <laughs> like, it's so funny. But, um, yeah, they, uh, you know, I've talked to a lot of Speedsofters recently and, uh, and talking about, uh, tournaments and stuff like that. Have you ever played in like a an uh-huh. official tournament kind of thing?
1: Yeah, I played in a couple. I played for a few years, just like tournament only, and then recently, within like the past two years, I've kind of stopped. I played in like two or three speed QBs from when I stopped, but I did probably did like tournament every month for like two or three years.
0: Oh wow! Okay, so you're very experienced with it. So what did uh, did you play um, the speed QB mm-hmm. hosted ones? Okay, and uh, have you ever heard of a uh, CSL?
1: I have, I've um, talked to the dude when he was CQB rush. I talked to him and he was like, Oh, I'm going to reach out to GE. I was like, Oh, that's awesome. I would love for have to have CSL do GE events. Cause, um, some structure would be great.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, um, so I just did a podcast with him, uh, Keegan that started CSL and, uh, and I was talking about, he he's talking about, doing you know when he starts the season after the winter that Mm -hmm. uh he's going to be going up he's got a lot of events planned uh for up and down the you know the east coast Mm -hmm. but the big thing i was asking him was um are you and uh roy from speed qb are you guys planning on doing like a a national tournament Mm -hmm. you know east and west or whatever you know trying whoever to find out who's the best Speedsoft team in america and he's like well we don't have any plans yet but we would like to it just uh we have to agree on certain rules and that kind of thing but from what i've heard it seems like the uh even the tournaments so that it really depends on the refs yeah because mm-hmm. i was talking to houdini you know he's a part of hsa I'm not sure if you know that that uh, are familiar with that. Oh team. yeah, oh
1: uh, yeah, right. talk-
0: yeah. Okay, and uh and so they had uh, a few months ago they had a, a tournament where they did, and one of their guys they got points taken away mm-hmm. for uh, they uh, like a rule like they didn't even break any rules. The guy came around it was you know one v one or you know ended up. Yeah, this is one person left on each team and the guy came around uh the barrier and on hsa's team and when he came around he saw the guy and, and shot him well ended up being you know because the guy was squatted down shot him in the back of the head so uh that was I guess, yeah they took a, they took twenty five points away yeah. from their team because and and, and these guys were bitch and you know hSA were like bro you cannot do that like the ref did that. And, uh, he's like, that's, we're allowed to shoot in, you know, headshots,
1: mm-hmm.
0: even like there's no engagement distance. So anyway, uh, that kind of stuff can't happen. Like it shouldn't happen in tournaments. Yeah. And that was one of the things that me and Keegan talked about is, you know, having, uh, maybe better trained refs for these tournaments, mm-hmm. you know, when it yeah. really counts, you need better refs. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Uh, like a couple of years ago when I was doing speech QB." I was like standing on the sidelines and just, I saw some blatant cheating. I, I turned to the ref. I was like, you see that? He's like, yeah. And I was like, are you going to do anything? He's like, no. Nope. I was like, oh,
0: well, Oh my God.
1: I, they just don't care. They're not getting paid enough.
0: Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> yeah. That's gotta be the most frustrating thing. Um, see, when I played paintball, like I said, we never really played, you know, we didn't play officially. We never played tournaments or anything, like <laughs> that anything that really mattered but um we didn't have this issue of not calling yeah. your hit it was uh you know paintball hurts worse um well it really does hurt more uh most of the most of the places you get hit yeah i will say uh, airsoft uh at fairly close range like your knuckles and your hand uh yeah. that hurts a lot but um paintball it is a uh I mean, these things are flying, you know, they're 300 feet per second, and it's they a really you know? big, heavy ball.
1: Yeah.
0: And it splats everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and you flinch because it's a heavier, you know, round ACA. hitting you. Yeah. Right. So, uh, you know we never we never had this thing so when my son st- when i started this whole thing and i'm i'm talking with people and i am looking up videos and stuff and i i see all these people talking about call your hits call your hits and then the, i see the rager videos that started because somebody didn't call their hit mm-hmm. and i'm going christ we never had this in paintball like never yeah. it, maybe once every, you know I in mean, a great while but like it never ended in fights like these do
1: because yeah, I, it's just like if you're <laughs> in all Haunt and bothered enough to mag dump some random person over cheating. And there's probably an issue.
0: Right. Oh, it's, it's crazy. So, uh, well, the other thing too, is like, uh, you know, I've seen some videos where guys were indoor and pretty far away and peeking out. And this one guy was peeking this one video. I saw the one guy was peeking out and he shot this guy in the back, but the guy had one of those small packs on, on his Mm -hmm. back. I'm not sure if it was for a tank, you know, if he was running HP, I'm not sure, but yeah. uh, he had a small pack on. And the guy that was taking the video, he's like, he looked at his friends, like, do you see that? I shot him and he didn't call it. And then he shot him again in the pack. And mm-hmm. I'm going, maybe the guy didn't feel it because he didn't flinch. He didn't look around yeah. like, oh, he didn't act like he got hit. Exactly. And I'm going, bro, that's not cheating. What? Like,
1: yeah, shoot you know, him somewhere else
0: right <laughs> like uh, yeah see we didn't have that issue with uh, paintball so I was really I guess confused as what what the hell's going on why are people saying call your hits and then I started seeing all these videos and talking with people uh, mm-hmm. about how this happens I'm like oh okay we need yeah. a better system I don't know
1: yeah I mean my thing with cheating it's like if I'm, shoot- if I'm hitting you and you're not calling it then I'll just keep shooting and if it gets really bad then I'll go around and bunker in person. Yeah. But I mean, if there's that big of an issue, talk to a ref and hopefully it would get situated, but sometimes they don't.
0: Yeah. Sometimes they don't. And Yeah. For me personally, uh, in a tournament, like where it really counts, Mm -hmm. that would be, uh, it's kind of like fighting words, you know. I'm not. I'm not going to say I would attack them on the field, but bro, yeah. I'm gonna find you later, okay?
1: <laughs> yeah, tournament it gets like heated a lot, especially for certain CQB, speed tournaments. The the cheating is just it's like it's real bad.
0: Yeah, that's not good. Now, how did you get into um, be, you know playing in tournaments and stuff? How'd you get on a team?
1: Um, well, I was probably like in seventh eighth grade, I saw SS posting like speed QB night, and I looked at the field, I was like, like that's really cool. It's super small. You know when you're hitting people. And I was like, I put in i commented like looking for a team and uh, this team sanctus. They did p- paint on. But they were like, oh we'll pick you up. So I played in like my skinny jeans with my stock v 9 <laughs> And I just I had a blast.
0: Oh that's awesome. Okay. And they were like, Hey, you're, you're good enough to be on our team. So we're good to go.
1: Yeah. Something like that.
0: (laughs) Okay. Now they, uh, did, did they teach you how to, you know, the, the ways of speed soft, like.
1: You just got to figure it out for yourself.
0: sometimes. Yeah.
1: uh, The best way to get better is to play against people that are better than you.
0: Absolutely.
1: Because like, that's how you learn your angles and like, where to put your body.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's, uh, that's pretty much anything in life, right? Like, um, sports or whatever, uh, Mm -hmm. lifting weights, running marathons or whatever you like, you always, uh, you know, you want to learn from somebody that's better than you Mm -hmm. to, uh, you know, to get better, obviously.
1: Yeah. You know, some people in CPGB, they like they love a good group, like a party of rentals and then they'll play and it's like a dick on these poor little rentals. And it's just, you're not, you're not helping anyone.
0: I don't understand how they have fun. Like the people that do that.
1: I don't. It's like, you're ruining their experience, which is killing the sport. And then you're not getting any better by just like hitting them point blank and overshooting them.
0: Yeah. What? I don't, I don't see how that's satisfying in the end. Like, when they go home that day, like, yeah, I I fucked all these dudes up, man. I was great, you know, like...
1: Like, I shot these (laughs) 12-year-olds in their hoodies. So, uh, do you play Nelson, mostly?
0: So, yeah, I've never played Airsoft. Really? Never once played Airsoft. I play... (laughs) So, uh... I started the channel, um, two of my sons and their friend started playing like three or four years ago. Uh, at the time, I was coming out of this illness. Um, I was uh, paralyzed for a while with uh, with an illness, yeah, just out of the blue. So I was totally healthy, totally fine, and then within um, a four-day period, I had started to have symptoms like my hands and feet didn't work right, and then I couldn't walk. So, and that lasted for quite a long time. So, uh, as I started getting better where I could walk down the hall and actually get into here and, uh, Mm -hmm. sit on the computer for a while, I, uh, I, I was trying to look for something to do. So I started a few air, um, a few, uh, YouTube channels before I started the airsoft one. Mm -hmm. So these guys started playing airsoft and, uh, and I was like, Hey, let me film all your stuff. It looks cool. Uh, the, the guns look cool as shit. And, um, you know, I had no clue that airsoft had progressed the way it had, because yeah. uh, the only thing I remembered from airsoft was when my, my kids were like 10 years old and mm-hmm. I got them, I did the same thing everybody else does, you know, got them a little Springer pistol and stuff. Yeah. So when they said they're playing airsoft, I was like, what the thing that little kids do, like, what what are you talking about? And um, cause I, I kind of thought like, Oh, it's like Nerf guns, whatever. Uh, so uh, when they brought their, uh, their new airsoft guns in, and they were like, you know, M4 style with, and I had already taken the orange tip off mm. and they were all decked out. I was like, what? That's an airsoft gun? Holy shit. And then we'd go out in the backyard. We have, you know, a little bit of land and, uh, and it's pretty private we're at. So we just go out in our backyard and shoot. So uh, we go out here and test them. And I'm like, this is really cool. So that's when we started the uh, the airsoft channel. I was like, here, let me film this stuff, and I'll put it on YouTube, and we'll just see what happens, you know?
1: That's uh, that's really uh, impressive to gain such a following without, like, playing. I think that's awesome.
0: Yeah, well, uh, so this, what I'm doing now, I've only been doing this by myself, running the channel by myself for Mm -hmm. eight months or so, less than a year. Um, The way our channel started, what we were doing was uh, mystery boxes. So we were doing unboxing and then reviews on the guns that we would get in those boxes. Mm-hmm. And there was four of us on the channel it was me, uh, two of my sons, Colton and Chris, and then uh, their friend JP who got them at the airsoft. So that was the majority of our channel. That was all of our channel. Um, mm-hmm. And then they would go to, when they started going to mill Sims, um, they would film, you know, go pros and all that kind of, you know, gameplay stuff. So we have a few, a handful of uh, gameplay videos on our, on our YouTube channel but um, that's how it started out and that's really we, we, where we gained a lot of followers uh, in the beginning actually that's still kind of where we're growing from from those unboxing uh, videos and um, so within the last year uh, all three of those guys got really busy um, their work schedules changed and uh, JP has a son a toddler so uh, they're, they're all really busy. So they, uh, I was like, Hey, when are we going to get together, to do a video? And they're like, Hey, we, you know, it was really hard for us to get together, um, mm-hmm. get our schedules worked out. So, uh, so then I started this podcast out of the blue, just start talking to people and recording it. And I was like, Oh, I'll just invite somebody on here, whatever. I just start reaching out to people. Mm-hmm. And when people started saying yes, I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, and, that, and this is a totally, you know, the podcast thing was a spot, spontaneous kind of, you know, I didn't really think about it in the beginning. It was just, hey, let's uh, let's talk about this stuff. And then I go, so when I, you know, when I talk to people, they're like, um, so how long have you been playing Airsoft? I'm like, I've never played. And uh, they always give me the fun- <laughs> the funniest looks. And uh, they just sit there like, What? And I'm like, yeah, I I'd never played airsoft, but I run an airsoft channel, and um, so it's kind of you know it's funny, uh, but anyway, that's how uh, the channel started and how it progressed, and um, and so I still haven't, I still have a lot of leftover. I'm, I'm able to walk. I'm at, I'm at, you know I'm working and stuff like that, but um, I I uh, still have a lot of leftover like nerve damage stuff. So mm-hmm. uh, to handle. My fingers don't work right still, uh so it's very difficult for me to safely manipulate like a like a real steel gun or you know some of these guns and stuff like using the uh the magazine release mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. uh
0: those buttons like that that take a uh, you know kind of like strength in your fingertips uh it's very difficult to to work, so mm-hmm. I mean I can do it here um where I can set it down and kind of press on it you know. But yeah. in a, in a firefight and, you know, if I go play it just, honestly, I've had so many people ask me what, um, so when are you going to play? When are you going to play? Why don't you go out? Well, you know, you can just stand behind a train and shoot, you know, whatever. To me, I, I could, I mean, I'm, I'm okay enough to yeah. walk to a certain spot and just prop up behind a train and shoot, but that's not fun for me.
1: Yeah. It's I'm not a, the experience. You're not getting no.
0: Place. No, like I don't, I'm not going to do that just to say, oh, I played yeah. finally. Um, I'm not going to have fun doing that. I'm, I'm kind of a hyper person. I was very, mm-hmm. very active before I worked a lot of overtime. I worked, a you know, kind of a physical job. I worked out, uh, exercised and stuff all the time. So I, um uh, I don't, I'm not, I'm not one to sit back in the back and just plank. Yeah. That's not fun to, I could but it's not fun to me. So I'm mm-hmm. not going to do it until I can actually get out there and yeah. do how I want to do it. So yeah, eventually mm-hmm. I will.
1: A big thing for me. I mean, some teammates I have, like they'll, they're more like just stay close to the back and just aim and get them. But I personally, I like, I've got to go up, get low, like really low, hide behind stuff and like sneak around. And that's really the best experience for me.
0: Yeah. You know, what's funny is every single, I've talked to a lot of girls on this uh, podcast, you know, had them on as guests and uh, every single one, for, no matter where they're at. I talked to a girl in the, in South Africa, UK, Canada, uh, I, I mean, just about a, a ton of different, Slovenia, mm-hmm. um, every single girl air I've had on here is a hundred percent want to be in the front running gun, like yeah. no chill. Right. Like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and uh, it just, it's, it's so funny because um, they've all gotten in, you know, once they got into it, because there was a lot of them that were like, yeah, I really didn't want to get into it. You know, like they, they didn't really know much about it. Like maybe their boyfriend was in it or their brother or something like that. Yeah. And, uh, and so when they went, once they went thousand percent, like, gung-ho as shit, bro. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and because of that, I think they get better. They're they're really wanting to get better every time they Mm -hmm. go. Where Whereas like my sons, you know, a lot of guys I've seen, like, especially at Sims, they're kind of going for the social experience, you know, like Mm -hmm. the camping and the whole kind of, you know, get together kind of thing. They don't really care if they get good at it. They're just like, yeah, it's fun, but yeah, whatever, you know. And every woman I've talked to is like, fuck that. I want to, I want to be in the front. I don't want to be, you know, Yeah. <laughs> I love it.
1: Oh, uh, I played against Ivy a, l- a few times. She gets, yeah. Gets really aggressive and into it. It's really awesome.
0: That's cool. Yeah. She was fun to talk to. I just talked to her the other day and um, we actually, I reached out to her a while ago and, um, oh no, no, a few weeks ago. And the first time we set it up, like there was a, there was a storm that night mm-hmm. and, uh, So her internet was all screwed up. So uh, we couldn't do it. Well, then uh, when she finally got on here, so towards the end of that podcast, when I was talking to her, uh, it it hasn't come out yet. So it'll come out um, next Friday, like the day before Christmas Eve. So uh, she was like, so as I start wrapping up, she's like wringing her hands like this. She's like, oh my God, my hands are so sweaty. She goes, I was so nervous the whole time. And she didn't act like it. Like she didn't seem nervous at all. Uh, and I said, no, you did great. But you know, most people, when I ask them to be on here, they are a little nervous, but, um,
1: no, I got the call, my pulse. I was like, checking my pulse. (laughs) I
0: was like, damn. That's funny. Do you know, uh, do you know, uh, on Instagram, that tech city girl? Yes. Uh, crisis. Okay. So, uh, I had her on the podcast a while ago Mm -hmm. and, um, she texts me like, two minutes before we're supposed to start. She's like, Oh, is this a video thing or whatever? I can't remember. I was like, yeah, it's video. She goes, Oh shit. Okay. Hold on. Give me a minute. So we started the podcast. She goes, uh, I totally did not just clean my whole room in like 30 seconds. (laughs) It was funny. So, but yeah, she was fun to talk to, but she does a lot of indoor, you know, mostly indoor Mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. Speed stuff. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, a, a lot of, um, the females I've talked with that uh, really like the indoor.
1: Yeah, it's you know. it's really fun, especially like at a field like GE. It's basically just one big rectangle. And then you got different buildings. Yeah. So there's not like like at SS they have full buildings with walls, and it's like you can just sit in the corner or stuff, right. but, and it gets dark, real dark in those buildings, so you just can't see a thing.
0: Right. All you can see is your tracers. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we went to, when we went there, we went to SS for the, um, I think it was in August, uh, the Call of Duty event that they mm-hmm. had over there. So we went over there. I actually have a picture with, uh, I got a couple pictures with Alex Zedra and um, the guy that plays Call of Duty Ghost, the character, mm-hmm. uh, Jammer Actual. And um, so, he actually, I had uh, him and Alex sign the uh, gun, uh, so I I took a an M16 that we have, mm-hmm. uh, M16A1, and uh, and I had them sign the uh, stock, and then I don't know if you um well if you played for FTW you know uh, Spooky, Spooky yeah Airsoft. yeah, I know yeah so I had Alexis uh, sign it, and uh, you know I had her and her husband on separately, and mm-hmm. um so anyway I, I met up with them over there. And then, uh, so when I went in, we went to the viewing area to watch some of the game and I was like, yeah, it was really dark in the one corner. It's like, they have the big light on the one wall, but uh, yeah. most like back corners, or whatever, really dark, but you could, well, you know, from viewing it, you could see tracers going everywhere, but, uh, almost everybody in there was wearing dark clothes when they're playing. So it's gotta be difficult to, to play in those kind of areas.
1: Yeah, they, I played there a couple of times before they redid their lighting and it was, it was even darker. Like almost, it was like you go into a building, it's pitch black. You can't see like the walls or the exit or the entry. It's, it was, uh, it was an experience for Yeah, I'm sure.
0: Yeah. The, um, I talked to a guy the other day and, uh, that's in Ohio and he was saying, um, he plays this place called MK Airsoft in, uh, in Ohio and it's indoor. And I said, Oh, is it like a speed soft kind of thing? He goes, No, it's like 30,000 square feet. The building is huge. He goes, There's two giant like building structures that they put like two story uh-huh. buildings in there that they built in there. He goes, There's a full school bus in there. Uh, it's, it's giant. I was like, Holy shit. So I'm actually talking to the owner of that field uh, this coming week and um, because I want to see, uh, I'm trying to get some videos and, and pictures and stuff set up for that to uh, check out the inside of that field, you know, but I think that's the biggest one I've heard of so far, like indoor.
1: There was a field like, just like that, the indoor, just a giant lot with two, two story, like house frames. And then they had a whole size, like school lot, or they had a, it was a big like military truck in it. Yeah. And they set it up as Newtown. So
0: was oh like, shit! Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Okay, well,
1: they moved outdoor when it was Jeez. when it was established. It was a very fun Field, limited rules.
0: <laughs> that's cool. Now, have you uh, have you traveled outside of Georgia to play?
1: I played at insane airsoft in Chattanooga when they were still an indoor field, but uh, that's about it for outside of the state. I love where's that trip. at? It's in Chattanooga, Tennessee.
0: Oh, Tennessee. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. HSA's out in Tennessee. That's where, uh, well, at least Houdini is. He's in, uh, Tennessee. I can't remember what field he plays at actually.
1: I think he plays at Shot Zone
0: or Nashville. Yeah. Nashville Airsoft and then Shot Zone. I think they go over to Indiana and play at Shot Zone as well.
1: I'd love to play, like, I'd love to play Nashville and one Hollywood sports. Yeah. There's there's some other places. I love to
0: HK too. Right. Yeah. There's a bunch of there's a handful. I've heard so many good things about uh, Hollywood Sports. It's like a it's a really big field or mm-hmm. area, I guess. And uh, they do all kind of different setups out there. Yeah. The uh, Have you seen the Shot Zone
1: mm-hmm. uh, I've, videos? I've seen some video. Is it? Do they have a speed QB field?
0: Yeah, it's like a it's it's a speed soft setup. Uh, they got the um, it's real bright in there. They've got the inflatables mm-hmm. and the turf. Oh yeah, yeah. I
1: think Hsa Scotto, did he post a video? I saw that recently. Yeah, and they got yeah. the whole book. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah,
0: yeah. Ruby's been out there. Um, I'm not sure if you follow uh. Ruby Gold. Um on I Instagram. Am, I am I'm Ruby sure. Gold. Yeah, he goes out there quite a bit. Uh of course, um, Houdini and then uh oh uh I think there's a couple others, but uh the one the field that I've been hearing a lot about lately, the indoor field, is uh Extreme Airsoft up in Rhode Island.
1: Oh yeah, I'd love to play at that field. That's yeah,
0: that's what I'm hearing. Like, everyone wants to play up there.
1: I mean, Georgia has some, um, we have some pretty good fields compared to, like, other states. That, and these fields have been established for a couple of years. Uh, a good amount of time before a lot of the other states started to establish fields. Right. Like, SS has been around for, like, ever. Mm-hmm. GE has almost, I think it's probably close to the amount of time SS has been around. Oh, shit.
0: Yeah, see, that's wild because that's uh, when I talked to Ivy the other day. That was the first time I had heard of GE, you know. But I mean, it doesn't. I guess that's not saying much because I don't. I don't know. I only find out, you know, most of the time I find out from who I'm talking with about mm-hmm. different fields or different guns or different equipment. Uh, so I, you know, a lot of times people be talking to me and they'll, they'll say, um, "So you know this, uh, you know this gun, or you know this field." I'm like, "No, man, I don't, I really don't know much about airsoft." They're like, "Oh." I'm like, yeah, just tell me, you know, like I don't I don't I don't mind.
1: You know? mm. There's probably like five or six good established fields in Georgia. Well, at least in like the upper side of it. Right. There's some good indoor and outdoor fields up here or down here.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Hell yeah. So what do you uh are you planning on doing some more tournament stuff?
1: I'm on break right now. I I wanna come back and play. But um, I'm more interested in going outdoors.
0: Oh, okay. So like the uh full on Milsim type of stuff?
1: Uh I mean like I'd love to do a Stonebreaker event, you know. I like, think that'd be cool, but uh just playing like outside in like a wood, like a forest or something. Gotcha. Beaning
0: towards. Well Stonebreaker would be a good one to go to. That's in uh, March, I think. Yeah. And um Third Coast Airsoft, that's who uh sets them up. That's mm-hmm. who runs those ones. And these guys I've been to I went to the Stonebreaker this year, so you know, months ago, back in March, whatever. That was my first MILSIM. And you know, I was taking pictures, whatever, so uh and then I just went to Iron Dagger <clears throat> a couple months ago. I think it was October. And uh, those both, uh, or I guess both of those were Third Coast Airsoft events. Mm -hmm. They put on a a lot of different events. They're really good um, the way they're set up, especially for somebody starting out. uh, Because now Iron Dagger was a 24-hour continuous. But the good thing about their events is um, the uh, you never know it's 24-hour. You can Mm -hmm. be on the AO. Or you can go take a break, you know, and then go back on um, so whereas like a millsim West, once you start the game, you cannot leave the aO mm-hmm. so it's uh you know once you leave, you're done, you can't come back in so uh you know the and a lot of third coast events will um will have breaks, so stonebreaker is a is one that a lot of people start out with you know, like in this area or, you know, fairly close to this area. Uh, if they want to do a similar startup with that one, there's a lot of people like those uh breaker last time was 700 people. So 350 on each side. <laughs> and so you never run out of people to shoot at, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, action the whole time, but uh, you, you can take breaks and they, they only play for two and a half hours at a time. So they'll play two and a half hours. Then you take like, a couple hour break, or hour and a half break, or something, and then play another two and a half hours, take a you know break, whatever. So it uh, you know, it's kind of cool for somebody that's just starting out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a good setup that way.
1: I mean, there's only so much you can do to spice up DQB at the same field after you play there for like a couple of years. So I used to pull out a rental. I just played with that and it was pretty fun yeah so just going to the same field with my polar star and the whole kid and just playing against the same like guy people
0: yeah yeah I'm sure that uh yeah it would it would get old uh I don't know you know unless you're if you get into competitions you know tournament mm-hmm. play that's the only thing I can think of that would make it more exciting. Yeah. Um, you know, that stay. if you're playing that same style of play, uh, without tournaments, I don't, yeah, it would get really old.
1: Yeah. Really like quickly. That's I absolutely just love the, love the tournament scene, like going and playing speaky b at SS monthly. It was, it was really fun and I've, yeah. I'm down to do it again, but I've been on a break for a bit. So, yeah.
0: yeah. So are you, uh, so are you, are you going to school or? Yeah, what, did you, uh, uh, what are you studying? School. You're in high school still. What yeah. do you graduate this year?
1: Yes. Or, okay. Twenty
0: twenty-three, but this school year. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So this summer you'll you'll graduate, and then uh, what do you got plans on? What do you what are your plans after?
1: Prob- hopefully, probably stay in state for college, and probably major in business.
0: Okay. I'm
1: not really sure about airsoft.
0: And for now. Right. Yeah. I mean, once you get busy, we had a couple guys on our discord that, um, once they graduated high school and started college, they, uh, they haven't played since because they, they had mm-hmm. such a high workload on their, you know, they were studying a lot of stuff in college, you know, taking a lot of classes, or whatever credits and stuff yeah. that, uh, they just didn't have time on the weekends.
1: Mm-hmm. So I, mean, I have some teammates that are in college and when they come up on like breaks, sometimes they'll play. But
0: um, besides that, now do you want to do you want to start your own business?
1: I don't have any big ideas. <laughs> okay. okay. I would love to work in the industry, but um, that,
0: get into what now? You are cutting
1: out a bit. the, the airsoft. If I were to work for like an airsoft company, I'd be. That'd be pretty oh, awesome. okay.
0: Or something? Yeah, the, uh, yeah, they are that, um, so one of the girls I talked to, she's in Cali, uh, like Northern California by, um, the Bay area. She, uh, it's called sign blue. I'm not sure if you follow her on Instagram.
1: That's right.
0: Yeah. She, uh, she actually works at Evike mm-hmm. at one of the stores up there. And, um, so she loves it. She works in that field, you know, and she plays, you know, well, because she works there, like her and her boyfriend will go and play or, you know, fiance, they'll go and play all the time mm-hmm. right there. So it's like, Hey, you want to come play after I get off work? You know, cause you're, they're already right there. Yeah. So it kind of, you know.
1: Yeah. I think, um, Sam, Airsoft Sam works at Extreme Tronics, I think or she did and I'm not sure. I think it'd be cool to do something like that.
0: Yeah, I talked with her as well. Um, her and then um, oh, there's somebody else that I talked with that uh, works. Well, Spooky used to was was uh, helping out at uh, SS. She worked at SS for a while. Oh, Little Miss Airsoft works at uh, at Full Auto up in uh, New York. So, yeah, so a handful of them that work in that field. Yeah. That's cool, hell yeah! Now, did you uh, did you get into sports at all uh, in uh, in school?
1: Yeah, I played um, lacrosse Shortly, I did cross country, track, flag football.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Now, what's your favorite that you played so far?
1: Um, I mostly I like things when I'm good at them, so I had a good time doing cross country, even though I hated running.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Were you naturally good at it?
1: No, but when I was younger, it was it didn't matter to me because they didn't care that much, like if you were good or not. So I was able to gain some speed. Right. Okay.
0: Yeah, that's a tough one for for a lot of people because uh, you know running long distance is um, it's kind of a make or break, or, make or break it kind of thing, you know, with people. Mm-hmm it's either you're going to push through and be able to you know and then there's some people that are just like no hell no
1: yeah, this is it's, way too hard yeah it's a mind thing i think
0: <laughs> right yeah i agree my uh my daughter went into uh my oldest daughter went into the air force after uh, high school so she was never into sports um <laughs> she did uh dance you know growing up and then uh, she thought about getting into volleyball but she never did. And then uh, she wanted to go in the military or she went in the military. Well, before, you know, leading up to that, I was like, Hey, you better start running, um, you know, get some, you know, endu- a little bit of endurance anyway, at least a mile where, uh, where you're not dying. So, and she always had a hard time with it. She was, uh, she didn't have the biomechanics of running. Like, you know, when she started running, and I had them running when they were like little, you know, we'd play baseball and stuff. We taught them how to play baseball, whatever. And I'd have them run around the the whole field, you know, just to warm up or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and even as a little kid, she just didn't have, she's real, it uh, wasn't smooth. She's was real heavy footed and mm-hmm. just couldn't get that rhythm, you know? Yeah. Um, Cause once you hit that rhythm, uh, if, if you, if you don't have to fight the whole time, you know, after you're warmed up, uh, for, you know for me it, it varied 10 15 20 minutes of running um, was when I would get my breathing you know once you get that runners high, it's almost like a runner's high mm-hmm. where you don't really feel it like your breathing is per- in perfect sync with your uh, yeah. with your steps uh, yeah. and you don't feel it you know and then you can kind of get a little bit faster and faster without getting out of breath um, mm-hmm. but you kind of have to push through that <sighs> you know uh mm-hmm. to where you get that uh where it settles down yeah and um she was she was never really able to get that now she forced her way through it um and would run farther and farther and you know and and did well in boot camp you know physically so but uh she hated it the whole time she's like i just yeah. am not built for running she's like i i suck at it you know it's hard for me <laughs> mm-hmm. oh yeah
1: When I was, uh, younger, like middle school, I was like dead set on joining the military, that's the extent because
0: of, uh, friends or family or something.
1: Um, uh, my grandfather was in it, but that wasn't that big of a motivator. I really just liked like the physical fitness and the discipline and all that. But, um, I'm not, I wouldn't want to go to like basic and go through hell week and all that.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, I, I could do it, but
0: yeah. And if then, you're in cross country, you could do it for sure.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, thank you so much for being on. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah. It was fun talking with you. Now, where can uh, people find you on online?
1: Um, My Instagram is at airsoft.bella. My YouTube is, it's just Bella. I think. So when you search it, you got to go, to the settings and get the channels, but, um, that's, those are awesome.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks again. And I appreciate you. Have a good night.
1: You too. Thank you.